Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations, where every week we type into the topics of mental health, adversity, spirituality, and societal issues. I'm your host, Bertan Dandia, and join me in this week's electrifying episode as we delve into the intricacies of raising our vibration with the brilliant Jason Del Cambio. In this thought-provoking discussion, Jason shares insights from his groundbreaking work on the 20-minute vibe and its profound implications for personal transformation. We explore how our energy levels and states of consciousness are intricately connected, drawing parallels between the maps of consciousness and the concept of vibration. Jason's expertise shows pathways for listeners to elevate their vibe, offering practical strategies and profound wisdom to navigate the complex terrain of our inner worlds. Together, we talk about the mysteries around vibrational frequencies and uncover steps that people can use to harness their power for positive change. Jason Delgandio has a PhD in communication studies and has studied the vibe for 30 years. He is a published author, an award-winning teacher, and an engaged intellectual. For his doctoral work, he developed his own philosophy of the vibe, referred to as bodily emanation. He has published essays on the topic in both scholarly and popular presses. His latest project is called The 20-Minute Vibe, an educational space for learning about the vibe, offering videos, essays, and self-paced video lectures for intellectually curious and progressively-minded people. Please check out all the ways you can find Jason on social media, and please leave a review or a comment at the end of the episode. And a brief word for our sponsors. One thing that's really helped my mental health is a daily routine. Every morning after doing some breathing exercises and cold exposure, I like a smooth cup of coffee. I've been drinking Four Sigmatics coffee for the last three years, and it's been very beneficial for my routine. I especially like their Lion's Mane and Chaga Mushrooms coffee, which helps me with my mental focus and energy every morning. Four Sigmatic is on a mission to infuse functional mushrooms into the foods and supplements people love and use daily. Their goal is to enrich minds and improve well-being. By pairing lion's mane with coffee for focus or reishi with cacao for a sense of calm, their brews, blends, and powders get everyone in a good headspace so they can focus on what matters most. Check out Four Sigmatic and use the code easy conversations, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your order. Today's episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can be very difficult for many people to start. In my personal experience, when I was going through my divorce, therapy allowed me to bridge a significant gap. With the help and support of my therapist, I was able to uncover a lot of repeated patterns and behaviors that were impacting my life. Through goal setting, I was able to focus on things that required attention, which allowed me to improve the relationship that I had with myself and by extension, the relationship that I had with others. As a therapist, 
I've been able to see the positive benefits that clients are able to derive through healthy rapport and goal setting. BetterHelp allows a lot of flexibility where clients can schedule video sessions, sessions on the phone, or through messaging. In most cases, BetterHelp will match you up with a licensed therapist within 48 hours. If that's not a good fit for you, BetterHelp will work with you to find the right fit. Join over 4 million users today by following the link in the description or going to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash easy10 to get 10% off your first month of therapy. All right, Jason, welcome to the Easy Conversations podcast. Thank you for joining me this evening. I'm really excited about our conversation. I think the stuff you're doing is very neat. Uh, something I've tried to understand myself, but I'm glad you're on here as an expert. But before we jump into the vibe, I do want to give you an opportunity to share with the listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do and where you're based. And, and then we'll just jump right into our conversation tonight. I'll see. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the invitation. And I want to thank the listeners for giving a listen and having it here as well. Uh, so my name is Jason Del Gandio. I'm a college professor at Temple University in Philadelphia uh, in America, North America, United States. Uh, at Temple University, uh, my expertise is the theory and practice of social justice with a focus on activism and social movements. So I essentially study how we as human beings and people uh, create social change. However, outside of Temple, my other expertise is the vibe or vibes in the plural. Now, I know it sounds strange to some people, but I've been studying the vibe since my late teens. I wrote my first paper on the vibe as a college student in an undergraduate class on nonverbal communication. Then I went on to my master's degree and my uh, doctoral work using both my master's thesis and my doctoral dissertation to write about the vibe and which I constructed a philosophy of the vibe called bodily emanations or our bodies emanate or radiate a vibe or a feeling or energy out into the world. Uh, my latest project vibe is called 20 minute vibe. It's essentially an educational space for learning about the vibe. I offer a vibe related content uh, for those who are intellectually curious, progressively minded. Well, yeah, no, thanks for building on that. Lots to dive into there based on what you've shared. Right off the bat, for me, what I'd like to understand around the vibe, is this something you can measure? Because uh, I know you mentioned the energy aspect of it. And with energy, obviously, it's something you can measure. But is it something you can measure or is it more of a qualitative thing? Uh, depends how, on how we want to approach and understand the vibe. For instance... My most basic definition of the vibe nowadays is the exchange of energy between you and other people. So again, the exchange of energy between you and other people. Now, of course, the question comes to what is this the energy we're talking about? Kind of gets to your question, right? Is this energy physical or metaphysical? Is it spiritual or scientific? Is it material or immaterial? Or perhaps is it all these things all at the same time? So there are physical vibrations that exist. For instance, sound, all sound is a vibration. Two objects or forces come into contact with each other. They make each other vibrate, and it vibrates the air around those objects. Those vibrating air molecules then enter our eardrums, and then our brains process them as sound, right? So that's a physical vibration. In terms of physical vibration, the answer is yes, we can obviously measure physical vibrations, right? However, I'm not sure, though, that this thing that we call the vibe is reducible to just physical vibrations, right? There are many right. traditions throughout human history, cross-culturally speaking, 
that take different approaches to the vibe. And so if the vibe is a metaphysical phenomenon, then obviously we can't measure that. It's more of like qualitative experience. But yet, regardless, we can't measure it though. Most people do refer to the vibe, talk about the vibe, and have some experience with the vibe. Just because we can't measure it through a scientific lens does not mean it's not real, but we can't experience it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess in terms of an individual having a vibe, for example, if say you and I are exchanging that energy, is that kind of like a permanent state for me, for example, or can that change depending on my mood or what kind of activities I'm engaging in? Is there even an aspect of diet that kicks comes into play? Uh, just some things that come to my mind immediately. I know, for example, there's a certain way I feel when I'm around certain people, so I could definitely appreciate that exchange of energy. But even with things like music or watching a certain TV show, so yeah, I know I'm throwing a lot at you here, but just that's how my brain's working right now as you're sharing that information, right? Yeah, totally. So I would say it's both. So I would say that each person has a core vibe that they emanate out to the world. It's kind of core personality. But of course, though, your core vibe or core personality does change and fluctuate depending upon the situation, the conditions, the people you're around, the situation, all those kinds of things, right? So I envision as each person does have a core vibe and that core vibe is part of their identity, how we identify certain people through their vibe. At the same time, though, your vibe can fluctuate throughout the day, right? Throughout your life. And you could also work on changing your vibe if you wanted to. Let's say you come to, to the realization that you don't like the vibe you're giving off on a regular basis. How do I then work on myself, improve myself, and change my vibe? And I think it's all very possible as well. So what are some ways people can improve, right? So actually, before we jump into the improvement, I do want to understand how can people become more aware of perhaps that vibrational energy that they're giving off? Oh, it's a great question. It's a core question that most people ask me, and it's a very, it's a challenging question to answer. And I only say that from my own personal experience, I'm so used to the vibe, I don't think about it anymore. Having said that, though, that if I take on the role of being an intellectual, it's my responsibility to explain this to people. So I appreciate great. the question. I guess one way to be more aware of the vibrational exchange or the exchange of energy is one, become more aware of your body. In other words, we experience the vibes through our bodies and becoming more aware and attuned with your body opens up the door to being more aware of the vibe itself. Then be more, number two, be more aware of your surroundings. So be aware of your vibe, excuse me, be aware of your body and also be aware of your surroundings. And as you're being more mindful and more attentive to both yourself, like your, your embodied nature, as well as your surroundings around you, that opens up the door again to this exchange of energy. And then from there though, Try to be aware of how people are responding to, to your energy, how you're responding, reacting to other people's energy. Because the vibe, it really is a, uh, a symbiotic process. In other words, it's not just me giving off a vibe and you, you, you giving off a vibe, but we evoke and provoke vibes from each other. So it's a constant relational aspect. Uh, does that all make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you can gain some awareness through just paying more attention to your body. And just to get a bit more granular around that, I guess the only way I can relate it to myself is, again, if I'm in certain surroundings or certain situations or whether I'm hanging out with certain people, they could either uplift me or I could feel this 
depleted sense of energy where I'm exhausted or I'm just not feeling good. I might get cranky. I might get frustrated. I might get annoyed. So those are typically indicators for me, for example, that maybe this isn't the right setting for me or perhaps being in this social environment isn't appropriate or it's not really serving me. Is that kind of what you're alluding to, having that level of awareness so in terms of how you're feeling or how you're feeling physically or even mentally? Yeah, I would say all of the above, right? So it's about developing a certain level of sensitivity to your own personhood as well as your surroundings. When I say surroundings, it could be like literally the physical surroundings, but also the people that you're around, right? And that level of sensitivity, though, can be instructive for understanding this exchange of vibrational energy. So the answer right. is yes to, right. to, you, to, to your question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I guess now just for myself and perhaps also the listeners to understand once you've gained some awareness that, okay, perhaps this is my vibe or these are the things that are affecting it. How can one, if, again, from a perhaps a qualitative perspective were to improve that vibe, how can they do that? Yeah, um, I want to preface this with saying it's not easy. It's like trying to uh, change a, a part of your core personality. It doesn't happen overnight. I'm not trying to sell anyone a, a quick fix here. Uh, it takes practice, patience, etc. But I would say it's along the same lines that I said earlier, just about being more sensitive in the sense that be aware of the trying to be aware of the the vibe you're giving off. And the key part yeah. here is how are people responding to your vibe, and if you come to the realization, though, that it's not the vibe you want to give off and receive. It's also then about mindset, a shift in mindsets, right? How do I shift my mindset towards a certain goal, a different kind of goal, trying to, how do I put this, change the nature of my interaction with other people, vibrationally speaking, right? Right. Now, this time, though, so... We mo I think most of us probably do this on a daily basis without realizing it. So maybe you or you have to go run uh, a trip to the grocery store, you're in a bad mood, and all of a sudden you, you cop an attitude with the cashier. You're not, you're not doing it on purpose, you're just in a bad mood. But then you realize right. the cashier is like offended by your your mannerisms or by your gestures, or by whatever you said, right? It's like it's a, a self-check process. Oh man, I, I didn't realize I was giving off that kind of vibe. Now, how do you elevate yeah. that though to a daily practice where, all right, when I wake up in the morning, I'm setting my intent, intention for the day. And we try to play with a different kind of vibe here and see how people respond to me. And if people are responding to differently today than they were yesterday, that's probably a good indication that you're giving off a different kind of vibe. Great. So it's all, like to your point, it is a bit of an experiment and perhaps testing out different methods and seeing if, okay, if the response in your in your immediate surrounding is is different. Now, a lot of the times people are are somewhat oblivious to that, right? They all often wonder why they continue to get themselves into certain situations. Often it could be confrontational. That could be a good indicator that perhaps it's you that are giving off this energy as opposed to other people doing it. So yeah, just yeah, having totally that level of openness. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. So if you're mad that everyone's giving you an attitude all the time, it's not them. Right. Everyone unjustly gets an attitude once in a while. But if you're constantly getting an attitude all the time, then it's probably something that you need to change in your own life. Yeah. Think about this in a different kind of way. So I'm assuming that everyone has the experience of coming across someone who is just genuinely happy all the time in a genuine kind of way. Yeah. Oh, well, that person, because of the vibe they're giving off of happiness, of being content, being authentic, 
kind of solicits and invites us to do, to do the same. We're like, that's why we like prosper that are happy. I think that's a good indication of, of being self-aware and self-reflective about who I am and the kind of people I attract into my life or repel from my, my, my life, right? If I'm constantly giving off a bad vibe, then I'll probably attract negative um, uh, conditions on a regular basis. If I'm giving off, giving off a happy vibe, I'll probably attract happier people to myself. Absolutely. And, and I'd like to put in a bit of a therapeutic lens on it too. Personally, personal experience, but even as a therapist, I see this a lot with the clients I work with. But I'll just use myself as an example where two or three years ago, I really made my own healing. And I'd say I did a deep dive on myself, a priority. And before that, I was inviting certain people into my life. And it was often a specific type of people. And often I I'd put, get myself in these situations and I would always wonder, okay, why is this happening to me? And I finally decided to take that responsibility and ownership and, and started to look inward. What was I doing? And there's a lot of unhealed parts of myself that were perhaps repeating those same patterns of behavior or just not having enough boundaries where people felt that they could treat me a certain way. And when I did that kind of work inward and started to heal and I started to feel more confident in myself and I started setting better boundaries, then I started inviting different people into my life who showed me more respect, who cared for me, who showed me more love. And that I feel, and then I got that feedback that, hey, when we're in your company, we just feel different. We feel more secure. And it was because I had done that work to become more secure myself. I feel there's a lot of like overlap between what you're saying and, and that therapy work that often people need to go through to heal themselves or whatever it is that they need to do. A lot of the times we carry a lot of that angst and uh, insecurities or, or trauma from childhood or, or our past. And that tends to keep showing up in how we behave. And we often repeat certain patterns or behaviors and thereby inviting uh, certain people into our life. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm not a therapist, obviously, but a lot of I work does overlap with insights from therapy. And as I'm sure you have your conscious mind and you have your subconscious yeah. mind. And when we take these ideas and apply them to the vibe, things now start to get tricky. So going back to a question earlier about how do I change my vibe or improve my vibe? It's a package deal, right? I, I'm not trying to sell someone a, a meme here, an internet meme or social media meme. It's like good vibes only here. It's like, yeah. We all want good vibes, but that's not how life works, right? And so you are serious about changing your vibe and giving off a different vibe. A lot of times that comes with really deep self-reflection work. Whether we would call it healing or something else, it's the same kind of process where I have to examine my whole self, examine my life, examine the parts of myself that I'm uncomfortable with or afraid to look at. Because I may have in my mind, my conscious mind, I wouldn't get off, give off a vibe X. Right? But unless right. I've done the, the underlying work, my subconscious mind and all of my experiences from the time I was born up to the current moment, I may not have the ability yet to change my vibe because I'm still working on all my subconscious stuff. Does that, does that make sense? Like package deal. And I think yeah. if, if you want to dive into being human, giving off vibes, all of that has to change. You have to be, take the willingness to really look at yourself and, and do the hard work. And it's not easy. Yeah, and a lot of that psychotherapy was based on that subconscious mind. When you go back to Freud's work, it's exactly that, right? Often 
the things that are haunting you or that keep coming up are from that subconscious mind. Yes, it does make sense. And, and there is a lot of overlap. And one of the other things that you and I chatted about when we first talked offline, for me, what I'm familiar with, I, I did dive a little bit into David Hawkins' work. I, I did mention that to you. And he talks about it also. His maps of consciousness are often based on a vibrational frequency, but more so from a consciousness perspective where you can go up from lower energy states to the higher energy states where higher energy states being love, peace, joy, enlightenment, even from a spiritual perspective. And I know you touched on the spiritual side of it too, maybe uh, when you're talking about the vibe, how much of that do you feel? And I know you're not, you haven't spent a lot of time looking at Hawkins work, but how much of that do you feel is relevant in terms of what you're talking about as well? I would tie that back to what you're saying about therapy work. Mm -hmm. I think we take something like enlightenment as a, as a serious possibility for human beings. I don't see how someone can be enlightened without going through therapeutic work, whether we call it like, whether we work with the Western paradigm or some other paradigm, it doesn't make a difference. But like the idea of grappling with unresolved trauma, grappling with unpleasant emotions, negativity, et cetera, until we learn to let those go, until we learn to process those and let those go, we can't really achieve a higher vibration. Now, whether we subscribe to Hawkins' paradigm or not doesn't make a difference here. I think that the listeners can understand on a basic level. It's like, I have to work on myself first. And after I work on myself, then I have more ability and more self-empowerment to then change my vibe and adapt my vibe as necessary. It's, for lack of better words, a mastery over oneself and a mastery over the kind of vibe that I give off, but also the kind of vibe that I evoke and provoke from other people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and just to build on that, and, and this is just me perhaps trying to explore it a little bit more with you, but even from a transpersonal psychology side of things, what I've come to learn is that healing, that mastery of self only gets you so far. But then beyond that, what a, a lot of the theory talks about is it is the spiritual development that can perhaps get you further towards that enlightenment, if we believe in that or not. But do you see any parallels there in terms of, okay, you, you mastered yourself, but to go further in that development of higher energy states or vibrational frequency, is there more that people can do? And what does that look like? Tough question. That's a good question. Do, okay. Do you have an example first? Do you, are you thinking of anything in particular? Uh, I'll, I'll just use myself again as a personal uh, experience side of things. So. Yeah, I did a lot of the healing work and I, I, you know, I got myself to the point where I fully understood why I was engaging in certain behaviors, why I was using certain maladaptive techniques in my life. And, and I was able to work through that and got myself to this sense of development. But then my journey really went on this different trajectory and almost accelerated when I dove into spirituality for myself. And then I started seeing... So I had mass, I wouldn't say mastery of self because that's a personal struggle every day, but I got to a certain point where I felt comfortable. But then beyond that, when I started diving into that spirituality, I started seeing even with people who perhaps weren't, again, using the terms of the vibe at a lower vibrational frequency where you could see it in their behaviors and their actions, I was still able to see 
from a compassionate side of things, it, the light inside of them, uh, again, speaking from a spiritual perspective, find that. And, and that really helps me even in the therapy work I do. But having that sense of compassion, sense of love for everyone, a sense of community, a sense of unity, that really came for me from my own spiritual work, and which I didn't have before. And then because I've been able to, as best as I can, be non-judgmental in my day-to-day -day interactions and, again, be very empathetic and compassionate, that people are able to feed off of. Even if they're being confrontational, if I'm able to work, see past that and tap into that inner child or whatever is in there, it helps. And it almost, that you were talking about earlier, it is that exchange of energy. But for me, that was more spiritual in nature. So I wonder if that's something you've come across in your research or if that's something you, you see some truth to as well. That's a, a wonderful example, and I thank you for sharing the story. I, I think it crystallizes what we're talking about here in this moment. Uh, a few words in your mind and listen to your story. One, a certain sense of universal oneness. Yeah. And then two, a sense of mystery, like mystery to the universe, mystery to ourselves, et cetera. Right? Absolutely. And for myself, I begin with those kinds of things. It, it just my outlook on life, the outlook on the world, right? I do universal oneness. It's all one thing, right? Yeah, processing you've come together. Within that oneness, though, there's a certain level of mystery that, as a human being, we're never going to fully understand. It's not possible, right? You know, if you embrace those two things, universal oneness and the mystery of life, it opens you up to a certain kind of interaction with other people. As you're saying, you've got intuitive insights about their own pains, their own yeah. traumas, why they're behaving the way they do, and that will, I think, for most people, provoke a certain level of compassion. This person, I, I may not like this behaviors of this person. They may be harmful to myself or to other people. At the same time, though, I don't want to condemn that person. Right? They're still a human being. There, there are reasons why that person's behaving the way they're behaving. And I think, and that right. that's that is vibe. If you can embody those kinds of values, you would give off a certain kind of vibe, right? At the same yeah. time, though, and as you give off that vibe, it's like a, I guess it's a symbiotic relationship, right? As you reach those insights, you develop a certain kind of vibrational frequency. At the same time, though, as you develop that vibrational frequency, you gain certain insights about yourself, other people, and universe at large, which I would I also yeah. classify as being spiritual. Yeah. 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 And for me, I think as you were talking, what I realized, and this is what I, I think I could put it more in concise terms, is after I was able to find the light within myself, now I have the capacity to find, see the light in others. And I hope to help them find it when I'm doing that one-on-one -on -one work, but I could still see it. Like you said, through all that pain, all the veils and the armor they put up, I could still see that there is that light in them. And perhaps that's their own journey and, and struggle they need to go through. And, and then I guess from that sense of universal oneness, what are your thoughts in terms of consciousness and how does this tie in like this whole idea of the vibe into a, a universal consciousness? So say more about what you mean by consciousness, because that can mean different things. Like say more about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Turning it around <laughs> on me. I guess 
we are conscious beings, right? right and right. I think collectively, depending on, okay, I'll give you an example. And I do want to come to this eventually. So we could go there now in terms of the work you do in social justice and activism as well. We see a lot of, and obviously war has been part of our human existence forever. But right now, as you can see, some of the conflicts going on around the world, to me, that often will drop our universal consciousness because there's perhaps evil forces in play or a lot of negativity. Whereas if, if there's more positivity in the world, and, and I think there is more than there is negativity, but that's what I mean through that positive sense. If we all did our part in being a bit more positive or raising our vibrational frequency, can also raise the consciousness of the world. So from that perspective, and obviously without getting into too much depth, and I'm happy to go there as well, but humans also have a different sense of consciousness than animals, for example, right? Animals have consciousness, so do plants. You can argue everything perhaps has consciousness around us, but humans are at a different level from my understanding and perhaps my perspective as well but that's what i mean by consciousness and i wonder through that vibrational frequency can we raise it and is that something you see as well or or at least what are your thoughts around that no yes okay so i got you now yes so the answer is yes i do i do believe that and i agree with that you back up here for a second one of the ways i try to understand let's say the vibe on a global scale is to like a logical process. So each human body gives off a vibe and there are human bodies all across the globe. Therefore, there must be a global vibe, right? So the way that I think about the vibe, it's not just one person giving off a vibe. It's not just this vibe or that vibe, but rather we're constantly giving off a vibe and all of our vibes kind of entangle and form a certain kind of nexus, like a global nexus. And that hmm. nexus of vibrational energy as a certain kind of existential aspect to it where it will push us and pull us in certain directions, right? So think of all human beings literally existing as one collective through this thing we call the vibe. Now from there though, if the question is how might I manipulate my vibe or advance my vibe to raise the consciousness of humanity, I think that is possible. However, I don't want to overstate the case, right? It's not just easy. I just give off a good vibe. The whole world's going to be a better place. Yeah, but wars are still going to occur. As I'm sure you and probably most of your listeners know, there are Buddhist monks that live their lives in states of meditation and whatnot, and they practice on a daily basis, but we still have wars. I, I want to be realistic about when we talk about the vibe and, and raising consciousness. Yes, it is possible. And yes, we do have a responsibility to do that kind of work. At the same time, though, it's that alone will not change the world wholesale. It's a very small yeah. Having said all that, yeah, the answer, I, my answer is yes, that we can in a small way have a positive impact on the world by emanating and radiating different kinds of vibes. Right? Um, and I think I, I go back to the, the concepts of universal oneness, mystery, compassion, many of these basic spiritual concepts have been around for thousands and thousands of years. I still think they're applicable today, right? And yeah. if we are willing to do the work, put in the time and efforts to elevate our own vibes that will have a positive impact on other human beings and hopefully a positive impact on the kind of decisions they make in terms of war, justice, injustice, things like that.
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. And I think it really comes down to doing our individual parts, right? And often we lose sight of that. We get caught up in, okay, all this stuff's happening in the world. And, and you often start emanating that negative energy yourself rather than focusing on what's in your control and, and doing your best. Obviously not losing sight of, yeah, what's going on around you. And then even with the Buddhist monks, I'll, I'll use them as an example. Often they isolate and go into solitude and away from this world. And part of the reason, again, the way I understand is because they don't want some of the lower vibrational frequency impacting their consciousness or the type of work they're trying to do, which I think I touched on earlier and I did see a reaction on your face, whether it's food or it's just in general, the society we live in today, that can impact our vibrational frequency too, right? And, and there's so much going on around us, whereas maybe a thousand years ago, it was a lot easier, but now we're, we're connected to everyone globally through technology, our work environments are, we're, we're, again, most people are tied into work 24 seven. They never really disconnect. So from that perspective, what are your thoughts like from our evolution as a species and what has that done to perhaps that vibrational frequency or vibe? I would begin with the premise that everything that we do affects our vibe to one degree or another, whether it's diets, exercise, sleep, the personal relations we keep on a daily basis, all that affects our vibe. And so then the question is, how might I make changes in my exterior environment to help me produce and emanate a better vibe, that, one that makes me more um, self-fulfilled? Now, of course, that's not easy, though. With that comes a certain level of privilege. For instance, let's say you... You have a work environment that's very toxic. Not everyone has the ability to simply quit that job and go do something else. Technically speaking, we're all free to do whatever we want, right? Of course. But there are social conditions, social constraints that may either make it more difficult or less difficult for each individual. And I think that's important to acknowledge those. If you have a, a toxic work environment, the first thing to realize is not necessarily your fault. In other words, you are not the toxic person here, but the people you work with are toxic. In that situation, you cannot necessarily change their outcome, their vibe, or their personality, but you can change how you respond and how you react to that vibe, that toxicity, right? And right. so one of the things I've been trying to work on, I don't know, the past six months to a year is being uh, less stressed out, right? And trying to not have other people's negative vibes impact me in a way that just drains me all the time. This is not easy to do, right? I've been working on this now for quite a while. But it is doable, that it is possible. And it goes right. down to, I guess what you were saying earlier, you can attain certain insights about people simply by watching and observing and feeling, right? Yeah. And if you are in a situation, whether it's work or family or something else, and you, don't, you can't change it, then how can you change your orientation to it? Right? How can you safeguard yourself from negative vibes while also maintaining your inner peace that gives you a certain kind of vibe that you're that's self-satisfying. Again, none of this is easy. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes work, but it is doable though. Yeah. And and again, just to tie back what you and I talked about earlier, specifically what you said about just gaining that awareness, because again, it starts with you, 
right? You, you, if you don't gain that awareness about how you're feeling in those environments or around certain people, then it's hard for you to make change or even understand how you can engage differently, right? So that applies to work, that can apply to family. Again, just to use personal example, when I started my own healing two, three years ago, that's another thing I looked at was, okay, is my social circle serving me? How am I feeling when I'm in those environments around those people? And again, I'm not saying one's good or bad. It was for me, I had certain goals and there were certain people that were hindering me achieving those goals. So I had to make those changes. I had to start new social circles, new friends new environments, new places where I was going. All of those things happened when it got that awareness. And then I was able to make those changes, which almost like, uh, James Clear's book on atomic habits, it's, it's like habit stacking, right? So once you start getting a little bit of awareness in terms of what's serving you, what's helping your vibe, you start building on that. And then for me, it started with social circles, started with activities I engaged in, started with foods I was eating, my sleep, all of it. And then it just started reinforcing each other, which is good because then you're getting that positive reinforcement. And this is a good thing about also to know about habits. One of the things I've learned is you can't, people struggle to just remove a negative habit. You almost need to pull that negative habit and replace it with something positive. That's when it's that change is most impactful and, and sustainable over the long term. So I guess, I don't know any thoughts for you when I talk about habits or, or even changes on that type of scale. One of the thoughts that was going through my head listening to you wasn't so much about habit, about using family as an example of the vibe and how it can be negative or positive or something else altogether. So if you think about family dynamics, Everyone yeah. exists in relationship to everyone else. That's what makes it a family. And then within that family dynamic, one of the dynamics is the vibe itself. Now, the inter interesting thing about the vibe, though, is that it's usually more subtle. Right? So in other words, when we speak to each other and use language, that's overt. That's explicit. We know what we're saying to each other. We know how we're supposed to interpret this, et cetera. Then you have nonverbal communication, though. That tends to be a little bit more implicit. In other words, it's there all the time. We're always responding to each other's nonverbals. We're usually not consciously aware of that. Then at a, at a more implicit level would be the vibe itself, where each family develops a certain kind of vibrational dynamic or vibrational framework that kind of moves along literally over years for with the family. And that's one of the reasons why family dynamics are so difficult to, to navigate and to negotiate, because there's a certain kind of like an, uh, entanglement or enmeshment where we're all part of this one process. And if at some point you realize this family dynamic is no longer serving me or it's hurting me or it's negative, then you have to make a conscious decision. How do I negotiate this now? For most people, they're not going to break off their family wholesale. Some people do, and that's fine. I, I support right. that. But maybe it's you interact with the family a little bit less. You're not there right. all the time. Give them all of your attention, right? And then you claim some kind of ownership over your own personhood and also your own vibe, right? At what point... Does the individual decide, I want my own life and therefore my own vibe and not, not one that just mimics that of the family? Yeah. Does that make sense? That's so we'll It's making me think of, what is it? Inter intergenerational epigenetics, right? Yep. Where we carry things from one generation to the next. 
I would say the vibe ties into as well, right? Of course. You literally be carrying out or, or emanating a vibe that precedes your own life. Right. You have parents, they're affected by their parents. They're importing those dynamics and those, those forms of energy. And now you're transporting them as well. And at some point, though, you have to break that off and go about your own discovery and your own course of action. Absolutely. And that in generational trauma too, because that becomes your normal. So you don't even know often that's the vibe you're emanating because it's just, you grew up in that household. That's how it was, right? And it just felt normal. And then perhaps when you start stepping out and then you go back to see your family of origin, you start feeling different and, and bogged down. That's probably a, a message that, okay, maybe you're growing out of it. And when you're back in that environment, it's pulling you down again. And, and that could be a good thing to perhaps become aware of. The other thing, like you said, limiting your time with, with perhaps the family. Again, I'll use personal example. That is something I focus on, not necessarily with family, but there are people in my life where I'm like, okay, I can maybe see this person for an hour. That's the most I can do without compromising my vibe, right? Yeah. Or maybe this is someone I get only see once a year. So having that awareness, right? If in certain situations, you may not be able to cut people off or you may have to just see them because there's other reasons could be work related too. But to your point, limiting that time so it's not compromising your vibe or, or, or it's deviating you from your purpose or whatever, perhaps it's not even serving you. So those are certain things to also keep in mind. I, I totally agree. As you're saying that, I was then thinking about workspaces, whatever job you might have, your workspace, right? And think about, or I'd ask your, I invite your listeners to think about this in terms of how does uh, your daily workspace either positively or negatively impact your vibe on a regular basis? So we spend 40 hours a week, if not more, at work, right? It's a major part of our lives. It's a big part of our lives. And there's no way it's not going to affect you in it in some way, shape, or form. Now, if the question is, I don't like my workspace, uh, my space might be toxic or negative, but I don't have the ability to leave that space. I don't have the financial means. That's a challenging situation now. But I would say, though, do some work every day before you go into the office or whatever your space is, whatever it might be, before you go to work. Um, prepare yourself for the environment you're about to walk into and try to be conscious about how you're interacting with, but also reacting and responding to your work situation. Take inventory. And then from there, though, one of the terms one of my friends uses all the time is shielding up. How do you shield up to avoid internalizing the negative energy around you? Right? Yeah. Again, this is not easy. It takes effort. Although the more you do it, it becomes, like you said earlier, another habit and it does become easier. Absolutely. And I think that's a big part. In modern society, most of us go to a job 40 hours a week. We have to go pay bills. And the question is, how do we carry out this form of living, this form of existence, but doing so in a way that is mentally healthy and vibrationally healthy? And really the two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And, and sometimes it requires you to shake it off too, right? Like literally shaking it off. Like I know when I was uh, doing my practicum as a therapist at the end of the, and I was working in a non-for-profit segment of the population. So by the end of the week, I was drained. So I would, before I would go into the weekend, I made an intention to either go out for a hike into nature 
to recharge or go for a yoga practice just to basically cleanse my energy because I was carrying so much of that stress with me. Not only was it exhaustion, but even just working with people nonstop. So those are some things to be aware of too. If you're going from a setting that's perhaps stressful or a work environment that could be toxic, for example, when you're going home or you're transitioning into another setting, what are some things you're doing to perhaps raise that vibe and then not carry that energy around with you to your family, to your children, to your friends, whatever that may be? No, that's, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So one of the things I've done in my own life, though, is try to create my home environment to be uh, something that I enjoy, one that is peaceful, uh, one that is uh, humorous, right? One that is not toxic and is not negative, which is not to say that everyone, everyone has a bad day. Everyone, everyone's partner has a bad day once in a while. That's going to happen. But how can I construct at least parts of my life that are enjoyable, parts of my life that bring me happiness? Parts of my life that evoke kind of vibe that I want. You may not be able to do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? Especially if you have a job, you have to go to 40 hours a week. But whether it's the weekend, it's the evenings, whether it's morning before you go to work, I think all of those spaces and moments are important. As one example of my life, I started meditating on a daily basis. I guess it was around 2014, 2015. My father passed yeah. away unexpectedly. It was really hard on me. I was emotionally a mess. And at some point, I was, I have to do something to avoid feeling like this all the time. So I started meditating every morning, and that was many years ago, and I still do that every day now. Um, anywhere from five minutes to maybe 30 minutes, depending on my day and my schedule. But just tapping into that inner peace for a few minutes can be helpful. Clear your mind and get in touch with your body, get in touch with your surroundings. Think about the day, what's going to unfold before you, and how do I negotiate, navigate whatever I may have to do for the next eight, right. nine, 10 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's something you touched on that's very important. And I think a lot of people don't underestimate it is like you said, your home, you know, you've got a certain environment that, or, or setting you've created and, and often you need to have different things that you need to focus on different parts of your home too, right? For example, your bedroom, you don't want too many hard colors or too much excitement going on because that's where you're. For example, not even putting a TV in your room, right? Because that's your place of peace and rest. So being mindful of, okay, what are you putting in your bedroom? And then perhaps if you've got an exercise room in your home, what kind of energy are you trying to build there? So having that awareness too in different parts of your home as well, right? And not trying to have a workspace in your bedroom, right? Having clear, distinct places. And I think for COVID, during COVID, a lot of people were complaining about that because they were working from home and they couldn't turn it off because they were sharing that environment, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's something to be aware of as well. Yeah. Um, in hearing you speak about those things made me think about the relationship between the human psyche and the human vibe. Mm. And the way that I think about it is how might I set up my home environment as an example? that produce a certain kind of uh, psychological joy, psychological enjoyment, psychological tranquility, right? And as I take those things in mentally, psychologically, right? It's going to affect the vibe that I'm producing on the outward, out outside of myself, right? So the symbiotic relationship between the human mind or human psyche and then the vibes that we give off on a daily basis. 
And I think that itself could be a habit for practice, right? How can I, I want to say here, how might I consciously construct an environment for myself that then elicits a certain kind of vibrational response from me that is more fulfilling and more enjoyable? Yeah, no, for sure. I uh, appreciate you adding that piece as well. And again, I just do want to come back to to your work, obviously, in the social justice part. How is that different from the work you're doing in the vibe? Do you see any intersectionalities there? And, and what is that for you? Because I know I touched on it a little, little bit, but I do want to come back to it. Well, to back up for a moment here, just for my background and whatnot. So I got involved with activism and social movements back in grad school. When I was still working on the vibe, like I was pretty really focused on the philosophy of the vibe and whatnot. But then I got pulled into social movements. And this is she's 23, 24 years ago, so quite a long time. And for most of my adult life, I really was involved with social movements. I studied social movements. I teach social movements. Expertise in the theory and practice of social justice, etc. Now that is a certain kind, that's a certain way to think about the world and a certain way to bring about social change, right? However, though, going back to what you said earlier, I do believe the vibe is part of that process. Right? How can I elicit or provoke a certain vibe for myself that carries with it a sense of justice, a sense of compassion for other human beings, a sense of forgiveness, and also a longing for a different kind of world? So the world that we live in now, although I appreciate this world, I'm very much attached yep. to this world, right? That's not the world that I want. The world that I envision, I will never see in my lifetime. It will take lifetime upon lifetime to achieve that world, perhaps thousands and thousands of years. But the question is, what am I doing here in the year 2024 to bring about that future world that I envision? I think the vibe is part of that, right? Simply having this yep. discourse about the vibe and changing people how they changing how people think about themselves, changing how people think about humanity, changing how th people think about the nature of the universe, that itself is a, a an act of social justice, right? To change minds, to change hearts, and thus to change practices is a way to change the world for the better. Yeah, and, and I suppose that's where the activism part comes in too, right? Wanting to, right. to change the world. And I have my view on it. I'm happy to share it, but I do want to get your thoughts too. Do you feel like, because you've got this vision of the world that you would like to see, uh, obviously, perhaps not in this lifetime, but do you feel like your actions today and what you can do to educate others and help them raise their vibe can impact that vision that you have? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'll put it this way, that if I didn't believe that, I don't think I could get out of bed in the morning. I'm being dead serious when I say yeah. that, right? But yes. If I don't believe that I have some ability to make the world a better place and have some ability to walk towards that future world, then I don't know if I could live. I, I don't know. I think despair would overtake me. Yeah. But luckily though, I'll say this. I'm 49 years old. I'll be 50 this year. So I've lived long enough, right? To encounter enough kinds of people. And sadly, I've met a lot of people in my life that don't believe they can make the world a better place. In other words, they don't have the ability to do this, right? And I, I find that very sad. Because I believe everyone has some ability to make some positive change, regardless of how small, but it still matters, right? 
It's each of us is one piece of a larger puzzle. The question is, what kind of piece of that puzzle do you want to be? Right? Do you want to be a positive contribution or a negative contribution? And that alone is something to hold on to. And I think that also yeah. brings a certain kind of vibe about you. What kind of vibe do you give off? Do you feel self-empowered to make a change? I, I agree with you 100%. That's what gives me purpose too, is knowing that not only I can make a difference today, but even the small, minor impacts I'm having on other people's life, for example, that could have a cascading effect and influence future generations to come and could have an internal impact. And, and that gives me a sense of purpose. And, and I agree with you. And, and I think to your point, yeah, if we didn't have that, there'd be a lot of despair. And to add to what you said, there's a lot of people who feel like they, their actions can't make a difference, or sometimes they feel like it's even the, the impact is too small. It, it doesn't matter. I think you have to start somewhere and, and we all start somewhere and, and yeah, maybe changing the world is a lofty goal, but it doesn't have to be that right. Change yourself first. And that could right. have a huge impact. Like you said, just your own vibe and the way you impact others through your day-to-day -day interactions alone can be significant. Right. So I agree with you. To tie this back to the notion of intergenerational epigenetics. So we often think about that in terms of what we inherit from the past through family dynamics and whatnot. But you can also be for, uh, forward looking in this. In other words, how am I, how might future generations be affected by what I'm doing right now? How can I have a positive impact on the future based on my interactions on a daily basis right here, right now, right? We're interacting with each other. I go to the grocery store, I go to the gas station, whatever it is. I'm constantly interacting with other human beings all the time. And most of us will never remember most of our interactions, but right. it's still there though. It's still part of our experience. So how can I literally have a positive impact on a daily basis, like in every interactions with the forethought that in the future, this may change things? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. See, you and I have a very positive interaction. Now I feel good about myself. You feel good about yourself. And we both go back to our families. and That positivity is being shared, right? And that alone can have tremendous impacts. So yeah, absolutely. Jason, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think we can keep talking for a long time, but I want to be mindful of your time. Is there anything else you would like to share that perhaps we didn't touch on in this conversation and you think would be of value to the listeners to hear or take back with them? I would invite your listeners to pay attention to how often they use the term vibe or some version thereof and how often they hear the, someone else using the word vibe. And I would say that if you give it a week, you'd be astounded how often we use this word, right? But yet very few people take the time to define the vibe, to explain the vibe, to think about the vibe, et cetera. And I would, again, invite your listeners to spend some time thinking about these things, right? How do they define the vibe? Uh, how would they explain it to a, an intelligent 10-year-old? How do you experience the vibe? How might you use your vibe as a form of communication? How might you use your vibe as a form of knowing? Also, how might you use the vibe as, a, a, as an existential guide for moving through the world? Rather than just a catchphrase for everything that we want to say, oh, this vibe and that vibe, 
how might we refine our understanding of the vibe and make it more a way of life as opposed to just a catchphrase? No, that's great. That's great. And and for listeners that want to get a hold of you or, or find your work online, especially around the vibe, what are some ways they can do that? If they go to my website, um, www.20minutevibe.com. So again, 20minutevibe.com. And then from there, you can find my socials on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Okay. And do you mind expanding? I know we didn't really get into the, the details of it, but 20 minute vibe, do you mind just expanding on that a little bit? Yeah. So the phrase is a little tricky for some people. The reason why it's called a 20 minute vibe is the notion that most people don't have the time or ability to sit down and study the vibe for 20 or 30 years, right? Or to study these long spiritual traditions, right? So I'm trying to offer up my intellectual abilities, my intellectual efforts over the years and crystallize that into short pieces. So on my website, you'll find like three minute videos, four minute videos, some short essays, some short quotes you can read and reflect upon. Also have a few online self-paced video courses on my website. And so it's the idea that how can I offer up short bursts of information about the vibe that people can learn about the vibe, understand it, and come back to it every so often as opposed to being a scholar for that next 30 years. So it's the idea it's educational site, but in short chunks and very accessible information. No, that's great. That's great. Jason, thank you again. This was a, a pleasure and, and I'm really excited to share this with the listeners. Glad thank we you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Thank you for checking out this episode with Jason. As always, please leave a five-star review or a comments in the comment section. I always love hearing from you. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Those are the easiest ways to support the podcast. And check out our sponsors in the description. Thank you again. And until next week.